please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to An Apple A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple A Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. An Apple A Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. So if you get a minute, go over there, check it out. I think you'll like it. Again, that's www.famousapple.com. Now, if you want to get a hold of me, you can email me at jimmy at famousapple.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y at famousapple.com. Yeah, if you have a question for the administrators of this site or the podcast, you can email them at admin at famousapple.com. So how are you doing today, my friends? You're feeling good? You're feeling strong? You feeling better than you have been? Hey, you can't ask for more than that, right? It's been two weeks since we spoke. And in those two weeks, we have moved to our new studios. That's right. We are now in the Wingdale Studio. Wingdale of upstate New York. The Wingdale Studios for an apple a day. This is our new permanent studio. That's right. And we're still in the middle of doing some work to it. But I wanted to get up and get running and get out there and let you know what's happening. It's been an exciting two weeks. It really has Before we start anything, though, I got to tell you this. This happened. I was in the hospital as an outpatient out in uh, Poughkeepsie, New York, and I was going for a scan, a CAT scan. So I'm sitting in the waiting room, myself and my wife, and it's abnormally a long wait. I mean, I I, (laughs) I thought I was going to celebrate a birthday while I was waiting there. But anyhow, there's this young lady sits down next to my wife, and she's got her headphones in, and... You know, I just looked at her. She smiles every so often, not at me, just in general. And uh, someone called her. And when they did, she pulled the headphone out and I could hear, (laughs) I could hear myself talking. That's right. She was listening to an apple a day in the hospital. Now, (laughs) I was smiling like the cat that just swallowed the mouse. Uh, This is phenomenal. This is great. There's somebody listening to me, and I'm right there. But this girl looked at me like, the hell is this freak smiling about? She got up and moved. But she was listening to an apple a day. So, young lady, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. No, I'm not some kind of pervert. That was my wife I was sitting with. I I was just happy to hear you listening to an apple a day. I thought that was great. And speaking of great, something else I want to share with you. We are up to 63 countries listening to an apple a day. That's amazing. We have 63 countries listening to us. And the number of people that have downloaded and subscribed to this podcast is going through the roof. We're touching people, whether you believe it or not. (laughs) We're touching people. And people, we're getting a great feedback. We're getting great feedback on the podcast itself. We're going to keep working on the podcast. We're going to keep pushing the podcast to make it better. We're looking at things like text messaging and taking phone calls. I know it's hard to do that when it when you don't know 
when we're on, but we're going to work, we're working that out, working out the logistics to be able to take phone calls from people who do listen to the podcast, who want to ask questions on the, on the podcast itself. So we're working on that. We're working on taking text messages. We're looking to get a, a new text message number that we can take text messages from around the world. We're working on so much. There's so much going on. The next thing we're going to be working on is improving. Definitely going to improve the website. And any ideas that you have that can that you think can help improve the website, we'd love to hear them. You can send your ideas to admin at famousapple.com. It's going to be a whole rework of the website. We're going to improve the podcast now with the new studio and the new equipment. It, this is going to be phenomenal, and you're all part of it. You're all part of this podcast. You're all part of an apple a day, and I want you to feel like you are part of it. There's, there's no podcast, there's no website without you. You're very important to us. You are very, very important to us, and we appreciate all the new listeners. And another thing, one thing I want to make sure, I hope this podcast brings out, is that being disabled is not all always woes me and the end of time, the end of life, the end of it. Being disabled doesn't mean that you're done. And that's the whole point of this podcast. And I'm hoping that everyone gets that point. We're not disabled people. We're just people that have some disabilities. There's a very big difference between the two. We're not a disabled person. We're a person that has a couple of disabilities. That's it. We're still people. And I hope that this podcast reminds you of that. You know, you could have the other you could have the other types of podcasts where they're, oh, they're so down and you know they're they're wringing their hands and telling you how hard it is. Hey, we're alive. We're alive. We're on this side of the grass. What what else could you what else could you want? We're, we're doing good. We're doing good, and you're not going to let a little disability get you down. We just have to make some adjustments to our lives. We have a couple of limitations. No problem. We can deal with it because we're strong. We're strong, formidable people. We're not disabled people. We're people with disabilities. Remember that, my friends. Remember that. that if nothing else, remember you're not a disabled person. You're just a person with a disability. Over the last couple of weeks, I've been speaking with two people. They have problems that they think are distinctly their own. But, you know, it's funny, and I pointed this out before. We all suffer the same problems. A lot of times we think we're alone in, in what we're fighting. But the truth is, is that we all suffer from the same problems. And a lot of times, we are our own worst enemies. So... I want to share their two stories with you today, and maybe you'll see yourself in it, and maybe it might help. So let's get started here. One common problem that people with disabilities share, whether you want to admit it or not, is paranoia. Yes, paranoia. Yeah, aside from the physical disability, we start having this internal fight in our own head. You know, you become disabled, so you're out of work. Now you're worried about, how am I going to feed my family? How am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to get my medicine? You become paranoid. You, you don't know which way to go. Then you either set up with work as comp, or God forbid it's that bad, you go on and you 
go on permanent disability with Social Security disability. Now you become paranoid because of the amount of money that's coming in. You're making substantially less than what you were making when you were working. And you become paranoid. How am I going to pay my bills with this much money? How am I going to survive? But, you know, as we all know, it works out. It works out in the end. But that paranoia is is a common fear. That is a common problem for all disabled people. And it's normal. It's normal. It goes with the territory because it's the fear of the unknown. Then, you know, you carry a couple of steps further. Now you're on disability or workers' comp, and you're kind of making ends meet, and you're kind of easing into this different lifestyle. Now you're paranoid that... You're going to do something wrong, and they're going to take it away from you. We all suffer from paranoia. Everyone. And I'm sorry. It's just part of the deal. And eventually, the good news is eventually, it calms down. And you realize you're worrying about nothing. But until such times as it calms down, it's a very real, real, real problem. And again, like I said, mix that with your physical problems. It makes things 10 times worse. Now, before we go any further, let me put some of your fears at ease here. Social Security disability, workers' comp, they're not in the business of trying to have a I got you moment and throw you off of the the disability role or throw you out of workers' comp. They're in the business of helping people to survive, all right? You don't, they don't just hand you workers' comp. They don't just hand you social security disability you know yourself you have to go through all kinds of tests physical tests medical tests before you're qualified through those through those programs they don't just hand it to you and believe it or not it's very hard to fake these tests this isn't like it was years ago where you could say oh i have a bad back and nobody can tell now with mris and cat scans and all these other tests there's proof if you have a bad back. You can't just say, oh, I have a bad back, and they're going to say, okay, here's a monthly check for you. That doesn't work that way. So they're making sure right from the beginning that you're eligible before you're getting it. And I know for some people that's a that's a real pain in the ass, to be honest with you, because some people get turned down once, twice, three times maybe even. But the reality of it is they're making sure that you are eligible for it, and that should ease some of the worry that you have. They're not out there looking they're not hiding behind trees under cars or behind fire hydrants looking to take pictures of you uh not being sick (laughs) for lack of a better word right so i just want to put your mind at ease with that this isn't like it used to be here you have concrete medical evidence that's why you are receiving these benefits this brings me to the first person that i told you about it's a lady named anna she lives in connecticut and A couple of years ago, she went through some really, really, really hard times, personal problems with family, and she was suffering from depression, severe depression, to the point that she couldn't get out of bed. She ended up going to the doctors about it, and her job suggested that maybe she might want to take a leave of absence. Well, make a long story short, she went and seen an attorney, and the attorney put it through with another doctor, and again, making a long story short, she ended up on social security disability for severe depression. Over the last two years, she's worked very hard at it. She's gone to talk therapy, she's taken medication, she's really working her way through, and she's beginning to feel better about herself. And she's actually 
wanting to get out of the house. She wants to go back to work. This poses a problem for her. She becomes very nervous about going back to work. Not because she's afraid she can't do her job, but because of the people around her, especially her sister. Her sister tells her that, you know, you're on social security disability, and if you go to them now and tell them you want to go back to work, they're going to think that you were faking it, and they're going to think that uh, you were you were robbing them, and they're going to make you pay it all back plus fines. And I'm thinking to myself, the sister is the one who needs maybe some mental help because that's not the case. Social Security Disability has all kinds of programs to help you go back to work. Like I said, they tested her. They made sure that she wasn't faking it right from the beginning, and they helped her get through it. They paid for her doctors. They paid for testing for her. Medicare paid for all of this, and they're not looking to say, you robbed us for two years. They're not. They're happy to say, thank God you can go back to work. You can go back. They're happy for you. Like I said, they have programs. Now, they don't just take you, if you go in and you say, well, I want to go back to work, they don't say, okay, no problem, stop the checks, go back to work. There's a period of time, it's a honeymoon period to get back to work. You're receiving your full benefits for, I think it's eight to nine months. Well, you go back to work, plus you're still receiving Medicare, you can receive Medicare after your benefits stop. All of this to help you get back into the workforce. They're not going to look down on you for trying to get back to work. They're going to help you. So, Anna, don't listen to the people around you. If you feel that you can do it. Now, here's the other thing. You feel you can do it, but maybe you go back to work and you're working a month and you realize that you can't. Social Security disability is still there for you. Believe me, I can't believe how many people think that Social Security is the bad guy. They're there to help you. They're there to help prop you up as you try to go back to work, and they're there to catch you if you can't. So believe me, Social Security disability is on your side. They're not going to think that you lied to them for two years. They're not going to try and collect the money back. It doesn't work that way. They were there for you. This is insurance that you paid for as an adult in your in your paycheck every week when you were working. So don't think that by going back to work, you're doing something wrong. You're doing something great. And Social Security is going to be there to back you every step of the way. Anna, congratulations. That's great that you can go back to work. And don't listen to the naysayers around you because they don't know what they're talking about. Okay? So... Go back to work. Have a good life. And like I said, don't be afraid. If you fail, Social Security is going to be there to catch you. Don't worry about it. You're covered. You have friends. Just one thing I'll caution you about before you make any decision, any at all, clear it with your doctor. Make sure your doctor's on board with this plan also. Okay? Anna, please keep in touch. Let us know how you're making out. We're there for you. We're cheering you on. And keep listening to An Apple A Day. The next person is Alex from Greenville, South Carolina. We've been talking, actually we've been talking for about four or five weeks. Alex was hurt six years ago in a construction accident. He lost part of his left arm and use of his left leg in this accident. And he's been suffering from depression, really, as far as I can see. I'm not a doctor, but that's what it sounds like to me. But Alex is living in the past at this point. All he can think about is what he had before the accident. He can't see any kind of future, and his present is just something he despises. 
Now, I'm not a doctor, like I said, but I'm going to tell you this just from past experience. It's okay to remember what you had in the past. It's actually a good thing to remember what you had in the past, but it's the past. So there's nothing you can do about it now. The accident happened, okay? You can't change that. Alex, it happened. It's terrible that it happened. The same thing I told you. I told you a couple of weeks ago. You didn't plan for it to happen. You didn't walk out of your house that morning, go to work and say, this is what I'm going to do. And by the end of the day, I'm not going to have a left arm and I'm not going to be able to use my left foot. You didn't do that. It wasn't planned. It's an accident. That's why they call them accidents. You know, to say that you remember how it was when you were a teenager and things that you should have done and you wish you could do and that you wish you could go back and do, that's all well and good. We all we all talk like that, whether you're disabled or not. Everyone remembers their teenage years, their heyday, they were sowing their wild oats, all that other nonsense. But to go back and relive the accident over and over and over, that's not healthy for you. That's really not healthy. It happened. There's not a thing we can do about it. And your present, you have to make your present, you know, what it is. You have to accept what it is. I'm not telling you you have to just stop feeling Not at all. Like I said, I went through this myself. And for the longest time, I relived the accident that did it to me. And uh, nightmares, nightmares. Still to this day, every so often, I'll have a nightmare about it. But you know what? There's nothing I can do about it anymore. And for, for the longest time, I let that hinder what I was doing in the present. I lost my leg. I told you that. My leg is amputated. I'm in a wheelchair. I've had I've had a couple of strokes. I can't function anymore. But to the point that it was gotten so bad for me that I, I, I refused to leave the house. I did. I refused to leave the house. My wife would say, come shopping with me. I don't want to go in the store. I can't go in the store. She says they have the electric carts. I didn't want to, I didn't want people to see me like this. I was still living in the past when I thought I was bulletproof. Okay? I was I was me. And I felt like I wasn't me anymore. And I know that's what you're feeling now. You said that to me. But Alex, you still are you. No matter what way you look at it, no matter what mirror you look in, you're still you. And you just have to make some adjustments. You know, you have to make adjustments for what you do now. Okay, I understand. Trust me. (laughs) If anyone understands, I understand how terrible it is, how shitty it is have to be in a wheelchair for the rest of your life. I know that. And I'm not making light of it, believe me. There's times where I can't get my wheelchair through certain doorways. So I can't go certain places. There's steps. I can't go certain places. I know how crappy it is to be in a wheelchair. But you know what? You have to look past the crappiness. You have to look past the things that you can't do and start looking for the things that you can do. It's important. And remember in the past, hey, I, I, I was a teenager in the 70s. I listened to serious radio. I can listen to the 70s music and still picture myself cruising down Main Street in my car. It's great to remember the past, but it's a memory. It's a memory. And as far as your future goes, you know, you don't know what your future holds. You, know, you don't know what's going to happen. To say that your life is over now, it's not. It's far from over. And it pains me when I hear somebody say that. You're disabled. And like I said earlier in the podcast, you have to make some adjustments. You have limitations. But that doesn't mean your life is over. You're still breathing. You're still above above the ground. You're still looking down at the grass. You're not looking up at it. So you're in a good spot. Alex, I'm going to tell you this. I told you this earlier. I told you this a couple of weeks ago. You really have to go see your doctor. You have to see your doctor 
Let them know what's going on with you. Let them know how much it's, it's paining you, how much it's hurting you inside, hurting your head, thinking about it, and follow his directions. Maybe he'll set you up with a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a talk therapist, but you need help. You can't tackle this on your own, all right? I, no matter what, no matter what I say, no matter what anybody else says, and I hate like hell to say this to you, but I know that you said you thought about going to see a psychiatrist, but your mother talked you out of it. Don't listen to your mother. Your mother's not a doctor. Believe me, if you really, really, really feel like you need to talk to someone, talk to a therapist. Tell your doctor and let him help you to get the help that you need. There's no reason that you should be in pain like this, my friend. None whatsoever. So please talk to your doctor. And don't let anyone make you feel bad or make you feel like there's some kind of shame about talking to a mental health professional. They're a doctor. If you hurt your 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 hand, if you cut your hand, would you go to a medical doctor? If you banged your head, would you go to a medical doctor? What's the difference? You're having problems? Don't feel ashamed. Don't feel like you failed somehow. See a a mental health professional. They'll help you get through this. There's no shame in it. Trust me, and I don't care what your mother says or anyone else for that matter. Take care of yourself, okay? Keep writing me, Alex. Keep calling. You have my phone number, and we'll talk. Okay, my friend, let me know what's going on. All right, that kind of does it for today. Next week, we're going to be talking about the invisible diseases, things like fibromyalgia, lung disease, cancer, diabetes, uh, heart disease, things that you can't see from the outside, but you're definitely suffering with, and people seem to think that you're faking. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that next week, and I just want to remind you, no matter what, no matter what, things can always be worse. Right now, there's somebody somewhere that was wishing that they're in your position. So take care, my friends. Thanks a lot for stopping by today. Have a great weekend. Make sure you bundle up if you're up in the north because it's definitely getting chilly. And I'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to An Apple a Day. My name is Jimmy Apple. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.